0: Welcome to Barca Talk, I'm Gabriel Quiroga, and in this episode, I will talk to Michelle Taylor about the FCP Feminist Champions League victory and historic season. However, first, we had scheduled Brian to host the last two episodes of Barca Talk, but unfortunately, he had a family situation that came up and won't be able to finish the season. Brian recorded a message for our Barca Talk community, and I wanted to play that message for you now. Hey, it's Brian here. These were going to be my last couple of episodes before ending my time at Barca Talk, But I had a family situation come up. Everyone's fine. I just can't spend any time on the podcast. So this is it. I'm not going to be on the podcast anymore. And I just want to say thank you to all of you listeners, especially the ones who have been listening for the last four years and our many patrons over the years who have kept the ship afloat. I want to thank everyone who has contributed to the show in the last four years. Most of all, I want to thank my wife, Megan, for being so supportive doing a lot of things on the weekend by herself because I had to do podcasting. And finally, I have to say thanks to Gabriel for being my podcast partner and my Barca brother from another mother. It has been a real pleasure. A little sad to go, but it's uh, it's what I need right now. And so for the last time, visca Barca. Thanks, Brian, for that message to our Barca Talk community. I just want to do a quick recap about how Brian and I met. You know, I started my own podcast and I was looking for a co-host and someone I could, you know, just talk FC Barcelona on a weekly basis. So I was looking on the Internet and lo and behold, I found Brian that started his own podcast. So we met virtually and the rest is, as they say, is history. Now, Brian has not only been the audio control, audio genius behind our podcast, but also uh, producing and just coming up with the content ideas for our Our podcast, and he will be truly missed on our team. I wish Brian all the best in his future projects. I know he will kill it. And for the last time, hasta pronto, my Barca brother from another mother. When we started the podcast about four years ago, one of our missions was to include the FCB Femini. At that time, we searched the internet for correspondents to help us get better insight on the Femini, and we found Michelle Taylor. And Michelle joins me now to discuss this historic run by the Femini. Michelle, how are you? Great to see you.
1: I'm great. Thank you, Gabrielle. And even better after last night. What a performance.
0: <laughs> for sure, for sure. I want to kind of go backwards in time uh, when we first met in person and we actually went to see, uh, you actually invited me to the Femini match and we were there discussing, yeah. you know, our plans, our vision for the Femini and. Mm-hmm. One of the things we talked about was this project in total, right? Can you tell us a little bit about that project that how the feminine started and then the kind of steps they took to finally accomplish their goals?
1: sure well i mean I, th- I think for the the modern team and today's team it started about 6 or 7 years ago when bassa put a stake in the ground and said okay let's let's do this let's go for the champions league let's invest in the team um and see what we can do here and they reached the final about a year before that projected plan was was um, fulfilled, um, and they really didn't do well. As we know, against Leon, they were simply outclassed. Um, and then last year, they should have won against Wolfsburg, but they just didn't put away their chances. So this year, finally, we we got the goal, and we got you know we got the cup, and it's just fantastic that that the plans have all come to fruition.
0: Yeah. And I, and I, you know, one of the things I, you know, when I look at this team, especially this year, compared to maybe the last two or three season, I think is the depth of this team. I think one of the things that, you know, when you look at the depth of this team is not only like we, you know, when you see their run in the Liga this year, but also just to be able to have firepower like never before on the bench, you know, like for example, Oshawa is coming off the bench and just giving that extra pace. Uh, You know, sometimes Martins wasn't starting. And Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the the keys that they were able to develop and have this season was the extraordinary depth of the team.
1: For sure. The depth has counted. And as Vicky Lozada said in one of her interviews before this game was that every player in this, in this team is fighting. They fight for their positions and, and, Practices. They're so determined that they're going to be the ones that are going to be chosen for each game. Um, Unfortunately, only eleven can make the pitch. Um, But yeah, the depth on the bench is incredible now. Uh, We have positions filled two and three you know times over, um, which is a luxury that Barcelona hasn't had in the past, and and for sure we're we're reaping the benefits of that now.
0: And you know, especially in the last season and a half or so is is the head man, you know, Luis Cortez, you know, Luis Cortez. And, and, and I, I'm in awe of him because, you know, it's one of those things is, you know, you see the talent obviously that the team has. And like you said, he's made an environment where the, where the players have to fight, but it's also in a camaraderie way where everyone's fighting Mm -hmm. for the same goal. That's really such a difficulty thing to do in coaching, especially, I mean, we've seen the men's side and we see it all the time when it happens it's magical. And Cortez has done a magical job with this team in those last two seasons.
1: Yes. And he has the commitment of the players too. Um, after the w- loss to Leon, they all came back and they said to him, right, we want to train harder. We want to train longer. We want to train stronger because we're determined to get this goal. Now, when you've got a whole squad that's working hand in hand with, with the manager, with the coach, uh, that's a good combination to have. And, and certainly, uh, U.S. Cortez has the backing of his players.
0: For sure. And again, you know, last night watching the match, you know, I've been watching uh, maybe, you know, sporadically the matches, keeping my eye on the team this season and just, you know, being in awe of their run and so forth. But last night I've been really, you know, focused on the champions because I know that's been the main goal, right? Yeah. So I've been watching yeah. the the champions run for sure. And one of the things I've noticed, you know, is the, like you said, the balance of the team, but also just some of these players that stood out. Now in this last champions run, and we saw her in person when we when we saw the match together with Lika Martins and Lika hasn't mm-hmm. had i would say the best season because she's no. been in out of side the, the lineup with injuries and so forth yeah. but in this champions run when when the feminine absolutely needed her talent her control and her attacking she's come through and and last night for me was like the coronation of just all her talents on display
1: yeah, she's certainly come right at the at the time that we needed her most. Um, and certainly if you notice her on the pitch now, her defensive role is is far greater than it used to be too. So I'd say not only her attacking role is important, but also her defensive role on that left-hand side for Barca has been critical. And that's something that she has learned um, since being at Barcelona and has made her a better all-round player, I think, in, in my opinion anyway.
0: Yeah, and, and especially on that uh, fourth goal, And it reminded me when we saw her in person because we were on that side when she was close to us. Yeah. That move she put on.
1: I mean,
0: that was that poor defender had no chance. And then on top of that, the ball control and the physicality to keep the ball and then just make the the simple dump off pass. She made it look so simple last night. And I I was impressed with, with that. Also, the midfield for me is a vast improvement in what we saw a couple of years ago. And I, I think this also has to do with the depth. Who has been the star of this? Is it for, you know, for you watching this this team this season?
1: Well, I think it's easy to point your finger at Alexia Puteas and say, okay, well, here's the star. I mean, for all, for, for sure, he, she is the all-round and and you'd pick her the fir- you'd be the fir- she'd be the first person you'd pick to be on your team, right? Um, but I think the combination of players has worked this year in in midfield. Um, we're seeing Patri Guruharo drop a little bit further back, um, sort of playing that line between um, back line and and midfield. But certainly Kaira Hamraoui, Um you can't go past her. She's had her detractors, um, but this game she was huge, and I think she had the most stinking game of her. Life against um, <laughs> yeah. against Penelife the other day, but um, other than that, for for sure, I, for me, she's been a standout player. She, her contract is due to renewal at the end of this year, and I seriously hope that Barca does take her on for at least another season. Um, she's certainly come along. Atana Bomati, what can you say about her? I mean, she's just hugely dynamic everywhere, um, and um, to the point where you know we've got. The likes of Vicky Lasada sitting on the bench, and um, each time Vicky's got on the pitch this year, especially in the last end of the season, she's been huge. Um, I can't remember who it was, but it was a game at uh, the Cardiff Stadium not long ago, and she was Player of the Match. You know, she came on, she dominated, she uh, all these little moves that she had. Her her game has certainly picked up in the, in the last few years, um, and and yet she's on the bench for the key for the key games. So there's the depth that we've got. There's a good example of the depth that we've got now at Barcelona.
0: Yeah, it's a good, you know, for me, Hamraoui is I think the most important of the midfield because I I think Mm -hmm. you can rotate the others. And I think she has such a vital role. Like she's like the Busquets of the team, controlling that defense and then distributing, right? I think if anything, uh, Barcelona needs to find some depth for her so that she can get some of this time off too, because you can see now, uh, especially in these last matches that she kind of runs out of fuel at the very end. And, you know, because she's putting so much effort and she really hasn't missed a game. And you saw last night, a couple of the tackles she goes in for, she gets, man, she's just, I'm always, and she's so easy to spot, obviously with her hair, right? Cause she definitely stands out. But I, man, I just always focus on her because there's something about the way she just reads the match and the game. So fluid. And like I said, she's a, she's a, she reminds me of Busquets just watching, just seeing how she picks passes apart. And I think it's, I, like, I, I would agree with you. She needs to stay for at least one more season.
1: And that's that's the most important, I think, point of, of what you make here is that now we have the players who are able to read the game and move accordingly, um, whereas before they were very static, uh, very stuck in where they needed to be. But now, I mean, you look at the Mariana, for example, when Mariana comes onto the pitch, she follows the ball. She has no set Part of the pitch in which she needs to be sta- to be staying in. There's no manager barking at her and saying, "Stay there, stay there." Mariana follows the ball, and and the rest sort of working around her. Um, so you've got this fluidity in the team that that we didn't have before, and certainly the maturity in the players now to be able to step up, read the game. Um, I think Caroline Graham Hansen coming into the into the team has certainly upped the the skills and the and the intelligence if you like of the players she certainly made them a more intelligent team um and and it's it's all good you know from it's it's just going well
0: yeah i was that was gonna be my next uh line of question here was with the forwards you know i i think you know with this team i think we're just seeing a perfect blend of this barca dna who have been on Mm -hmm. the team and understand it and also a great blend of these newcomers that are just superstars like hansen for me her technical ability on the right side is yeah. so impressive. Yeah. And I think, like you said, she's brought that kind of intelligence and also just key playmaking uh, that we didn't have before. Now, with the forwards going forward, is there anyone that's up for contract here that's going to be maybe a uh, someone that may not be renewed and we have to look you
1: know, somewhere yeah, the, like, I, I, I think as um yeah. her contract is up at the end of the season. I'm not really sure that she will be renewed. Um, yeah. Certainly, if Claudia Pina comes back from Sevilla, I think that she will take that spot. And look at Br- Bruna Villamala. I mean, the little, shorty, young, young yeah, one yeah, of the group. Yeah. You know? Every time she comes on in a game now, she's scored at least once. Um And I'm not saying that that will last for a while, but we've certainly got... Back up in the in those areas that we can develop. Um, I, for one, would like to see Oshwala stay for another season. I think it's critical for that handover, sure. um, because certainly with the young ones coming up, it's great to be able to give them the time. Um, but we also need the experience um, to come on. As you say, Oshwala comes off the bench, and the whole game sort of changes because yeah. it becomes faster, it becomes more counter-attacking, um, and we don't have that kind of player within the Barca ranks except for Oshwala to be able to do that right now. Um, and I think that's a critical part of the game that we still need to hold on to until these young ones come up and get more developed.
0: Yeah, I think if Oshuala is willing to stay for one more season to have this kind of role of being a backup striker and then having a spot start here, I think yeah, she's the perfect player for this. Because like you said, she brings the speed in the second half when other teams are pressing high and you can really exploit that. Uh, you know, I think we've seen now with with Hanson and Hermoso and Martins and stuff that you don't really need a point nine, like Oshwala is kind of that, you know, and, but I think her role in the second half is super vital, especially with teams. Like I said, when they're pressing on that thing now, you know, Laporta comes in and, you know, he's now the new president and he has staked that there's going to, he's going to try to integrate a La Masia kind of Academy for, for the, for the, do you have any insight on like how soon that could happen or, you know, what's kind of that?
1: it's all news to me. Well, it was news to me a few weeks ago. I really haven't caught up on that news, unfortunately, because I've been a bit busy with other things sure. in my personal life right yeah. now. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting news and, and not before time. Um, I would have liked to have seen Lamasia um, incorporate the women's teams a lot quicker. Sure. Um, but certainly I think it's a, it's a great idea the, the sooner they can do it, the better. Um, we've got a great, a lot of developing young players coming up through the ranks of uh, Barca Femini, and certainly to have that commitment um, to them at a younger age um, will certainly benefit um, in Barca Femini in the in the long run. It's it's got to work. Um, you know, the, the commitment from from the players to stay at La Masia to to learn more to to be integrated more into the club at a younger age will will certainly be of huge benefit to the team. I mean. It, Three or four years ago, we lost a lot of those Barca B players sure. who didn't have that commitment, you know, and there wasn't the place for them in the teams. We lost Laya Alishandri, we lost Ana Bhatia, all the all those types of players who are now doing so well, um, in other teams. Um, so it would be just great to, to be able to give them that commitment and, and have them develop further so that when they're ready to step into the, into, the, into the first team, they're, they're seasoned pros, you know, to be able to do that, come in and, and just, take over um, from whoever needs to leave or whoever's retiring or whatever the reason may be for their leaving.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, I think, you know, with Laporta's backing with having this project included as well, I think that's going to go a long way and especially, you know, we want, you know, as Barcelona fans, we want to see the club as a whole, you know, be successful. And this is just oh. part of that as well, you know, and I think it's really exciting to see them put this kind of investment as we've been screaming about for, mm-hmm. for how long, right? I mean, we talked about the stadium issue a while, issue. Yeah, <laughs> a while. Uh, you know, obviously there's going to be more support with this, obviously when, when, when crowds are allowed back into the, into the stadium, but again, this is definitely trending in the right direction. I mean, yeah. I was, you know, like I said on Twitter last night, I was just so happy because this team you know like I said it fulfills all my requirements when I'm watching football as a Barca fan yeah. right it has the DNA yeah. of Barca the joy uh, the attacking yes. uh, ingenuity you know and last yes. night was just the culmination of that really quick before we let you go is there any other players that are on contract issues that we could uh, may lose and maybe have a direct impact on the team's success going forward
1: um, I hope not. Um, Anna Chinnagoshev. Oh gosh, I can't say her name right now. It's so late at night here. Um, but she's she's another one who's out of contract at the end of the season. Um, okay. I, for, for me, I mean, I'm I may be sentimental about this, but I would really like to see this team stick together for at least yeah. another season. Um, I think with the culmination of winning the Champions League um, is is a great, you know, is a great reason for them to be together. But it all depends on what the the plans are for next year and and sure. how. They see it going. Um, personally, I really can't see any any player that could come in. There's talk that Irena Paredes might be uh, returning from PSG to Spain and playing for Barcelona next year. That's the only player that I've heard may be joining. Um, and certainly Claudia Pina, I think, is coming back from, from Sevilla, from what I can hear. Um, so, you know. I really can't see another player coming in and slotting in so easily as as, as the players that we've got now. Um and, and making an impact straight away. So I'd like to see this team stay together for at least another season. Yeah,
0: yeah. so would I, so would I. I think I think it's vital for the handoff as we we're talking mm-hmm. about, right? To to bring in yeah. someone more of that youth to come in. When are you going to buy your Champions League jersey? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm looking at the I'm looking at the store next week. <laughs> I know that there's a black jersey on its way to me tomorrow.
0: <laughs> there you but, go. But
1: yeah, the Champions League uh, T-shirt will certainly be one that will be in my wardrobe shortly.
0: <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, Michelle, thank you for joining me for such a short notice. It was oh, great you're talking to you as always.
1: It's been great to come back, Um, and we must do more of this in the future.
0: <laughs> for sure. Talk to you soon.
1: Okay. Take care.
0: I want to thank Michelle again for joining me to talk about FCV Femini. It's always a great pleasure to talk to her and get her insight. So that's going to be it for this week's Barca Talk. We're going to be on a hiatus until about mid-June or so. I'm actually headed to the United States to go visit my family. I'm really excited about that. Haven't seen them since September 2019. So uh, really looking forward to that. Uh, if you're looking for more FC Barcelona contact from us, uh, consider joining our Patreon group. It's only 5 bucks a month. Uh, We have the Barca Talk Cafe, which will continue through this hiatus. Uh, Every Friday, Mariana Guzman and I speak about the latest news. And now, obviously, with the player rumors that's going to be happening, uh, we'll be doing that every Friday. And then also, our WhatsApp group is on fire. And that's just really fun. During the game, it's been really lively. But now it's just going to be, I imagine, even more lively with all the news and transfers. So if you're looking for some more FC Barcelona content... And you want to speak to people around the world and just have fun with it, uh, consider joining our Patreon community. It's only five bucks a month. Until next time, until mid June or so, Visca Barca.